thank you very much for coming to this uh, meeting. And uh, this is uh, an experimental event. This is the first time uh, I am doing anything like that. And uh, yeah, let's see how it goes. But the idea is to um, have something without slides, like have a conversation. And the topic for today is uh, the roles in a data science team. Not necessarily in a data science team, but in a data team. Uh, what kind of roles are there? What kind of responsibilities they have? Uh, what do they do? And uh, so th for those who are not uh, part of our Data Talks Club yet, who are not uh, in Slack, so you can join in our Slack using this link, join.datatalks.club. And uh, for questions today, we will use Slido. So uh, to make it more interactive, I don't know how it, it will work. So for the first session, we will experiment a bit and uh, see if it makes sense to use Slido or uh, maybe have uh, like uh, a discussion. Uh, let's see. So I'll uh, stop sharing my screen because uh, the idea uh, for this session is to, um, to have something without slides. So basically just talk about something and then also uh, release this recording as a podcast so people can uh, listen to this uh, while going somewhere so without any any visuals so let me share a link with you so the the link to the slides if you have any questions during the talk today uh, please feel free to use uh, slido for asking that and uh, so let me start Just uh, quickly taking a look at my notes. So the topic today is, uh, as I said, the roles in data team. So we want to uh, understand what kind of people uh, work in a data team, what kind of responsibilities they have, uh, what they do, what they need to know, uh, what they don't have to know, and things like that. Um, and uh, maybe a first, uh, a few words about myself. So I work as a lead data scientist. And this means that my views might be a bit biased towards uh, uh, views of a data scientist. Uh, this is, uh, you can see this like, this is how a data scientist sees other, other people. So I might not necessarily be right in all the aspects. Uh, so if you think uh, I, uh, uh, I'm wrong somewhere, please uh, tell me. Uh, because again, like maybe the views of how I see data engineers are simplified because I don't see all the complexities of the work they're doing as a data scientist. Yeah, so let's start. Um, so in a data team, there are many different roles. Um, so first uh, we have a product manager. So product manager is somebody who is responsible for for entire product, for making sure that the team is building the right thing. And then we have uh, data specialists. So product manager is maybe a little bit less technical role than the, the rest. But then we have people like data analysts, uh, data scientists, data engineers, machine learning engineers. Then we have also um, something new called MLOps engineers. And uh, 
it's often difficult to understand who is who and who needs to do what. And this is why we have this conversation today to answer these questions. And in addition to that, there are also like more traditional roles, um, like backend engineers, frontend engineers, mobile engineers, or site reliability engineers. All these people also often work uh, together with data scientists and other people um, and uh, work together to create data science products. And let's start with uh, core responsibilities. Um, so um, we will use an example. Um, uh, let's say, uh, so I work at OLX Group. OLX Group is, uh, OLX is a platform for online classifieds. So this is a place where you can um, go to see things you don't need. So let's say uh, to sell things. Let's say you have an iPhone you want to sell. You go to this website, create a listing and sell your iPhone. And then if you want to buy something, you go to OLX, uh, you, you go through different advertisements, you find what you like and uh, buy it eventually. And imagine that there is a problem that we want to uh, automatically detect the category of an item. So let's say I'm selling an iPhone I'm creating a listing and I want to understand that uh, iPhone should go to mobile phones category. So this is the problem we will use for registration. And let's start with the product manager. So the role, the main responsibility of a product manager is to make sure that the team is building the right thing. So actually that uh, whatever we build, whatever, um, whatever service we create will be used by the user uh, because often what happens is uh, team is solving some problem, but at the end, um, these services are not used. And this is indeed a problem in many companies. And that's why the role of a product manager exists to make sure that the team are close to the user, uh, as close to the user as possible. And so the product manager is somebody who speaks on behalf of a user. Of a user. And the main skills here are communication skills, um, so for maybe for a data scientist, communication skill is a soft skill, but for a product manager, it's more like a hard skill. So this is something they have to do to, to, to do their work. And then they also need to do a lot of prioritization, planning and things like this to really understand, uh, to really tell others what is more important, what is less important, what team, what the team should focus on and what uh, they shouldn't focus on. And let's say, uh, uh, let's go back to our example. Let's say somebody comes with a request. Hey, we want to build this feature to automatically categorize a listing. So somebody's selling iPhone, we want to predict that this is mobile phones. So what, uh, so first of all, this person would go to a product manager. So product manager receives these kind of requests. So the, they act as a sort of a gateway to receive all these requests. And then, uh, the task of a product manager is to figure out, do users really need that? Is this re feature really important? Is it an important problem to solve or not? And uh, they often work together with uh, data analysts to really understand if this problem is worth solving uh, with data analysts or with data scientists. And uh, the, the role of a data analyst is to understand the data, understand what kind of data we have and explain this data to others. So uh, analysts uh, would uh, know all the data that we have in, uh, in our company 
and they know how to get this data, they know how to interpret results, uh, they are in charge of building different dashboards, uh, of defining KPIs, let's say, um, showing profit or number of listings uh, uh, or like how many contacts uh, buyers made to sellers, all the important metrics, all the important business metrics. Um, data analysts know how to capture these metrics and how to present them in a way that others will understand. So they also are in charge of building reports, um, often to executive team with uh, some actionable recommendations. And when it comes to skills, data analysts should know uh, uh, SQL. This is the main tool. Then they should know some programming language like Python or R. Um, they should also be comfortable using Tableau or things like this for building dashboards. They all should also should know how, like they should know uh, basics of uh, statistics uh, to be able to do experiments, different experiments. Uh, and a bit of machine learning, let's say, to do some regression analysis, uh, maybe time series to do some prediction. Uh, let's say if we want to predict how many listings will be uh, next week or next month, this is something that uh, data analysts can also do. And data analysts in this, uh, in this example would help quantify the extent of a problem for the product manager. So for example, if somebody comes with a problem, uh, let's say, let's build a model for automatic categorization of listings. Um, data analysts would help to quantify the problem. How many users uh, are affected by this? How many users cannot finish uh, creating the, uh, the listing because of this? Because they, they, let's say, they cannot select the right category. Or how many listings are there that don't have the right category? Uh, uh, so analysts could go fetch the data and say, okay, this problem is indeed a problem. And then together with product managers, they can say, okay, this problem is indeed worth solving. And then um, the team will basically go ahead and start solving this problem. Also what data analysts often do is, uh, uh, so let's say we develop this feature, we have this model that categorizes the listings. And we want to understand if this service is actually effect effective. So this model really helps people uh, and solves the problem. So what we typically do is we run some sort of experiment, like an A-B test, and we check that uh, indeed, uh, we expected that uh, fewer users will uh, drop from the posting flow. So more users will be able to successfully uh, finish uh, posting uh, an item for selling or there will be fewer ads uh, that end up in the wrong category. And we run a, an experiment and then the task of a data analyst is to quantify, to understand, okay, if this model indeed helps over using a model uh, or not. And then uh, we have a data scientist. Um, so in case uh, like data scientists and data analysts uh, like they're pretty similar roles and in some companies it's actually the same person who is doing both the jobs. But typically data scientists, they focus more on predicting rather than explaining. So data analyst goes, uh, fetches the data, looks at this data and explains uh, what is going on and then gives some recommendations. Um, but the task of a data scientist is focused more on predicting, okay, how we can use this data to um, 
let's say, to build a machine learning model for predicting something. So they, uh, they're using the data, incorporating the data in the product. So it's more, the focus is more on engineering than uh, analysis. Uh, so that's the main difference, uh, in my opinion, between uh, a data scientist and a data analyst. So the, the data scientists, they are more, uh, uh, more engineers, sort of. And um, they uh, work closely with uh, actually integrating data solution in the product that the users uh, use. And the skills for a data scientist uh, are, of course, machine learning, because this is the main tool uh, that they use for uh, building these predictive services. And then uh, uh, Python uh, uh, as a programming language, uh, of course, SQL uh, to fetch the data and train the model on top of that. And then things like Flask and Docker to actually create a simple uh, web service uh, for, serving, for serving this model. And in our example, in uh, when we want to predict the category uh, of an item, so this would be uh, the data scientists uh, are uh, the people who actually go and develop the model for predicting this category. And then once they have a model, they predict a simple, they they develop a simple web service uh, for uh, for hosting this model. And then we have data engineers. Data engineers are doing all the heavy lifting uh, when it comes to data. So for data scientists and data analysts to be able to use this data, uh, like a lot of work needs to happen to actually to make it possible for data analysts just to go to a database, fetch the data, do the analysis and come up with a report. And this is the focus of data engineers to make sure that this is possible, that the data, uh, all the data that is needed appears in the form that is consumable, that it doesn't affect the main product. So this is uh, um, usually it's called like creating a data lake. So all the data that uh, users generate, it's captured in a proper way and saved in a separate database in such a way that uh, analysts can uh, run the analysis, data scientists can use this uh, data for training models and uh, things like this. So um, they make it possible uh, to run analytical queries on the data that users generate. Um, uh, also what they need to do often is, especially at larger companies, um, they need to make sure that people who, uh, uh, only people who are supposed to look at the data can actually access it. So people who are just snooping around and trying to uh, look at personal data, they cannot do this unless they uh, really have a business reason, let's say, to look at emails or mobile phones. So they need to build a system that uh, uh, that doesn't let uh, people just to go ahead and access all the data. And skills here for data engineers are uh, usually for most of the companies I saw, at least in uh, Germany, uh, in Europe. So usually data engineers need to know some cloud provider like uh, AWS, I think it's the most popular then Google Cloud, uh, also quite popular. Um, they also need to know some infrastructure tools like Kubernetes, Terraform, uh, then some uh, some data services like Kafka or maybe RabbitMQ. Uh, so this is things like for capturing the data, processing the data, then saving this data somewhere. And of course, it's a database. So this is the, where the data is saved at the end, such that it's accessible for data analysts uh, at the end. 
on things like data orchestration uh, tools like Airflow, they also need to, to know how to use them to build uh, complex data pipelines. And uh, basically in the task that we have, like uh, uh, creating a, a service for predicting the right category for a listing. Uh, so data engineers uh, make sure that uh, all the data that we need for making it possible, first for doing the analysis, uh, like for quantifying the problem, uh, this data is there. And then the data about the listings themselves, like uh, everything we want to use for predicting uh, the category, it's also there. So this is the, their main responsibility. That's not the only kind of an engineer we have. So we have other engineers, um, uh, machine learning engineer, for example. And the machine learning engineer is somebody who uh, takes whatever data scientists built and uh, their task is to scale that. So they have a, data scientists build a service and machine learning engineers pick up the service and make sure the service is um, uh, scalable, uh, it's maintainable, um, we follow the best engineering practices and the focus here is more on engineering than on modeling. And when I say taking what data scientists built, um, I actually mean is uh, not just, okay, data scientists finish their work. Okay, here's a model, take it uh, and do something with this, but rather working together with data scientists. So like uh, side by side and making sure that uh, the services that data scientists develop, they are scalable, they are maintainable uh, and uh, the best engineering practices are there. And here skills are similar to data engineers uh, in a way. So they also need to use the cloud. Uh, infrastructure tools like Kubernetes, Terraform, they need to use Python, some other programming languages. And also they work uh, often closely with uh, like traditional engineers, like backend engineers, uh, frontend engineers, or maybe mobile engineers uh, to actually make sure that these models are included in the final product of the users. Uh, users use. Um, does somebody have a question or maybe I, I just see, I just hear some noises. Okay, so I'll, I'll finish. I'll continue. Um, so in our example, this uh, predicting the category. Um, so actually machine learning engineers uh, uh, ideally work together, together with data scientists uh, on making sure that this model can be predictionized and once it's rolled out to the users, it's uh, stable. It won't, uh, it will sustain on the load and it's actually maintainable and it's possible to change, to make some changes in the future when we need to, to change something in this service. Then um, another kind of engineers are also pretty, um, uh, pretty important in a data team. Um, uh, they are called DevOps engineers or sometimes site reliability engineers. So they focus, uh, so they're also like machine learning engineers, but they focus more is on availability and reliability of the services. So they are not strictly, um, um, so they are not strictly working with data only. So they are just, uh, this is like a role in general. So they want, they focus more on infrastructure than business logic. So on things like networking, 
provisioning all this uh, uh, like infrastructure, like all the servers where the our ser uh, services are running. Uh, so they take care of collecting all the operational metrics like CPU usage, uh, how many requests per second our services process, things like that. They often set up alerts, they have on call, things like this. So this is, they really focus on making sure that the services are up and running all the time without any, uh, any breaks. And if something breaks, uh, as there is, uh, site reliability engineers can uh, quickly diagnose the problem and uh, fix it, patch it, or involve uh, uh, an engineer to actually help them. And skills here are, um, again, pretty similar to ML engineers. So they will need to know clouds, infrastructure tools, uh, programming language like Python, but they also need to be uh, Unix, Linux experts. Uh, they need to know networking. They should also know uh, and follow all the best DevOps practices like uh, you know, automation, CICD, uh, things like this. Of course, ML engineers and data engineers should also know that, uh, but DevOps uh, engineers, uh, site reliability engineers, they focus on making uh, sure that these uh, practices are followed and they come up with tools to make sure that it's happening. It's also maybe you heard about MLOps engineer. So this is, uh, I would say, pretty recent trend um, to have like MLOps, not just DevOps, but MLOps. In my opinion, and many people disagree, uh, but in my personal opinion, so MLOps is somebody, is a DevOps engineer who knows the basics of machine learning. So they know some machine learning concepts. So let's say they know what uh, a model is. They know that it's not deterministic. Sometimes it gives, um, uh, like the output is a prob probability. They know, um, let's say, the life cycle of machine, machine learning uh, model. So let's say there is a training phase, there is a serving phase, uh, but they are still, the background is more like um, operational support uh, than anything else. So they, are, they still know and follow all these DevOps practices. They make sure that everybody is following them. They set up all these continuous integration, continuous delivery pipelines and things like this. And uh, yeah, so their responsibility is to make sure that uh, the services we develop, uh, data scientists, machine learning engineers, uh, data engineers, they are up and running all the time. So that's, uh, I think, uh, like the overview of the roles. So just to summarize, um, so we have a product manager, so they are making sure that the team is building the right thing. So they are they act as a gateway to all the requests. They are close to the user. Data analysts uh, are people who uh, who need to understand and analyze data. They need to uh, interpret uh, the results, build dashboards and things like that. Data scientists, uh, they're often people who are actually building the models and incorporating these models in the product. Um, data engineers are people who preparing all the data for analysts and data scientists to make their life easier. Machine learning engineers scale, um, help data scientists scale the machine learning services and uh, establish best engineering practices. And uh, site reliability engineers focus on availability, reliability, and best DevOps practices. So making sure that the service is up and running all the time. And if something breaks, they can 
quickly fix it even if it's uh, let's say uh, at night or over the weekend and uh, i had a question from ankush in our uh, discussion in uh, in slack so he asked uh, how can data engineers support others and i think i mostly answered that question during the description of the roles and uh, just maybe to 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 be a bit more concrete um, so i think uh, the best way data engineers can support others can support data analysts and data scientists and all the rest is to work together in one team uh, work on the same problem um, even though the focus is different but when you work on the same problem let's say if we work on this um, uh, we want to build a service that predicts uh, that identifies a category of a listing correctly um, then uh, we want to work together as one team and then data engineers will make sure that all the needed data the data we need for analysis the data we need for training a model is there and if if it's not they usually take care of making sure that this data is available um, yeah uh, and uh, in some cases also uh, so i described uh, a case when a model is running online so let's say a data scientist develops a model and then they put this inside a web service and then machine learning engineers helps them to make sure this is uh, scalable but this is a web service uh, and this thing is up and running all the time but sometimes we have um, models that we don't necessarily use in this way sometimes we just want to predict something let's say once per hour or once per day so for these cases we don't need a web service um, so one uh, example could be, let's say we have uh, many users on our platform and we want to identify users who would be interested in a particular, uh, in particular listings. So basically we want to advertise them something. And from all the users we have, we want to find users who are most likely to react positively to this kind of advertising. advertising. Usually we don't need to do this in real time it's fine if we do it let's say once per day so once per day we uh, run our model score all our users and see that for these kind of ads these users are more likely to be interested in these ads and then we let's say we just send emails to these users saying hey you might be interested in seeing this and in this case we don't serve the models online we do it offline um, we call it the batch serving uh, because we do this periodically and then the job uh, uh, the job of a data engineer uh, they would help data scientists to actually make sure that uh, it's possible to include this model in this um, uh, like to execute the, the the model in such a way that let's say run it periodically uh, let's say every day uh, and uh, basically help uh, so the job of a data engineer here would be to help data scientists get the data in the model into the model and then the model does some prediction and they will also help get the data out of the model and save it in such a, a way that this data can later be used uh, uh, by other services so the first question uh, we have is what is the difference between machine learning engineer and data engineer in scaling out the data science models i think i partly answered that so um, uh, in my personal opinion uh, this is at least the trends uh, 
this is what I see around me in the companies uh, where I worked or in other companies that machine learning engineers mostly work on, uh, again, the, the, the line is kind of blurry, uh, but the main difference in my opinion is that machine learning engineers focus more on like online things like, uh, let's say we have a model and uh, we want to serve it online so it can be used from a product then this is what the machine learning engineer would do and if this is something we want to do offline uh, execute it once per day this is something that the data engineer would do uh, but again like uh, data engineers also involve in things like setting up kafka and then kafka of course is, uh, more real time than uh, you know offline so you can argue here that okay it's not really clear what is the difference and yeah in some cases there is no difference so actually both roles are doing the same job. Uh, but um, one thing you can uh, separate the two, uh, in my opinion, is a data engineer is somebody who helps to prepare the data. So it's before the job of a data scientist. And machine learning engineer is like uh, uh, somebody who is picking up the model and doing the job after. Or again, like it's not like uh, a wall. And then a data scientist just uh, throws a model over this wall. So of course they work together. And then data engineer would work together with data scientists to develop a model. And then data scientists uh, will work uh, together with machine learning engineer to actually serve the model. So again, this is just my opinion. And I think opinions uh, differ on this question. And uh, it's not, in some companies, there's not really a difference. Um, Another question is, should the team also have a business analyst sitting in between product manager and data managers? Yeah, definitely. I think it's a really good idea. And um, this is uh, like a business analyst, uh, uh, what I called an analyst. Uh, of course, again, like sometimes the roles are different between like, let's say product analysts, we have data analysts, we have business analysts. Um, so sometimes it's different roles, sometimes it's the same roles. So it's uh, somehow difficult to, to draw a line here. Uh, but I think they are pretty similar uh, in this sense that uh, they help product manager to quantify the size of a problem and to understand if this problem is actually worth solving. Um, and in some teams I know that there is even no product manager. There is just a business analyst who translate uh, the requirements of a user to the to the team so it's also possible um, what communication or soft skills are required in different positions um, I think uh, yeah the main uh, uh, the main uh, soft skill is communication skill in my opinion um, like basically being able to talk to uh, to each other and understand each other. Uh, well, let's say when we work, everyone works in a team. Uh, product managers are less technical, data engineers and uh, machine learning engineers are more technical and site reliability engineers, they are even more like they have even more hardcore skin Unix and uh, whatnot and basically everyone in the, this this team should be able to speak in the same language and then a data scientist says something about machine learning 
they need to make sure that everyone on the team understands what they are saying. So instead of, you know, going deep into saying, hey, like the gradient is exploding here or things like this. So no one understands uh, what they talk about. So they, of course, have to work with others and really explain what the problem is, how to address the problem and using metaphors or things like this. And um, for analysts, I think um, um, probably for all the positions, writing documentation is important. Of course, documentation is different for, uh, let's say, for machine learning engineers, uh, for other engineers. Uh, like when they write documentations, this is usually intended for um, other engineers. For analysts, uh, they need to be probably better at writing in a sense that they need really, they really need to know how to write in such a way that uh, uh, management understands. Let's say the executive uh, team understands well, what is the problem and what is the solution they are proposing? Let's say when I then when they are writing different reports about different things. Um, yeah, so I think uh, here, uh, like the more person he talks to the business side of things to the user, um, then they uh, then they need to have a slightly different uh, um, set of communication skills. Uh, but again, I think the most important thing is that everyone in the team understands each other. I hope I answered that. Um, what roles do you see dependent on the size of the team? For example, would you see a machine learning engineer in a small team or edit on uh, later in development? Yeah, it again really depends on the company. So in, uh, I, I think there was a trend a while ago I am not sure it still exists, but um, many people thought that uh, they can just hire a data scientist and this data scientist uh, would just all solve all the problems that a company has. And of course that wasn't true because then they realized, okay, we probably need a data engineer. We probably need a machine learning engineer. We probably need a data analyst. And uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, of course, like if it's just starting and then for a small company, for a small team, uh, having a deep, uh, like a data engineer who knows a bit of machine learning is probably enough. Or it can be a machine learning engineer as well who knows how to uh, set up the data pipelines uh, and things like that. Uh, yeah, ideally it should be somebody who knows the, how to do things end to end. And again, a machine learning engineer could be that person like if uh, that person knows how to set up a data pipeline, how to train a model and how to serve it, then this person is an ideal candidate for a small team. Uh, and then of course, uh, when the project becomes bigger, the team grows and then uh, there are people who specialize more in certain areas. Um, and of course, then uh, it makes sense to, to add more people. But yeah, I don't think there is uh, like there is right or wrong answer it just depends on what the company wants to achieve and uh, what kind of person this machine learning engineer is and um, just uh, i'm just thinking out loud that uh, maybe in some cases it actually makes sense to hire machine learning engineer as the first person in a team like because they are engineers they know how to build things it wouldn't be a problem for them to figure out how to build the data pipeline. It wouldn't be a problem for them to figure out how to serve a model. And since they are machine learning engineers, they know a bit of machine learning to actually to train a simple model like logistic regression or uh, 
like decision tree and already start solving uh, business problem and uh, start bringing value to the company. And then uh, once uh, uh, this person can show the value in this product, in this service, then the team can start growing and uh, add more people like data engineers, uh, data, uh, data scientists and whatnot. Hmm. Do data engineers work on big data? Yeah, so I think if the data is uh, um, small, uh, again, there is a probably a question like how large data should be to call it big data. But let's say, uh, uh, I don't know, a few million uh, events per day, or maybe even uh, 100 million events per day, that would qualify as big data. And then of course you need to have a dedicated, a person who is dedicated to just processing this data because the data uh, has a lot of, like there is a lot of volume, um, like uh, a lot of data, and then it will not be possible for a data scientist to take care of everything. And then in this case, of course, we need a data engineer who, who will work on making sure that uh, the data can process the data, the data is stored in the right format, and others can uh, can access this data. But let's say if it's a small company and uh, there is not so much uh, load, so let's say it's not uh, a company that works in advertisement, uh, they don't generate a lot of events per day, then potentially like even a data scientist who does not necessarily have a lot of uh, a very strong engineering background can already develop a first prototype. Okay. Um, is there a need separation between full stack machine learning developers, backend, backend full stack data science models, deployment and front end full stack? Okay, so just um, to make sure I understood the question, I want to rephrase it. So the question is asking if uh, so we have different kind of full stack uh, engineers. So we have machine learning uh, full stack engineers. Uh, so this is uh, like when you, let's say you have a full stack data scientist who can do things end to end. And then you have front end, uh, like web engineers, full stack engineers who can do things uh, there uh, end to end. And I think um, we actually need the separation here because in my opinion, like when we are talking about a full stack engineer, so this is somebody who mostly focuses on web. So let's say um, we quickly want to create an application that users can use like a web application. And this is what they would do. And nature of work here is a bit different from data science. So the process is a bit different. Um, and we'll talk about processes on uh, our next event, next meeting, uh, next Friday. But I think fundamentally the processes they're similar, but there are some differences uh, as well. So in, um, let's say in the case of uh, full stack data scientists, uh, um, they need to be aware, like they need to focus more on data science and backend. And in my opinion, uh, uh, web developers, uh, full stack web developers, they focus more on front end and a bit of backend. Yeah, so I think there is not a lot of connection between these two, but I might be wrong. And I can imagine that uh, some companies, especially early stage startups where one person can do 
everything starting from setting up a company's website uh, to collecting the data, to training a model, and then maybe even uh, configuring Wi-Fi routers in the office. Yeah, so I can imagine that this uh, can also happen, but as the company grows, uh, there is more and more separation. And of course, at the end, like when the company is big, we have all these different roles, uh, which we talked about um, uh, today. If in a rather small team, there is no machine learning ops or DevOps engineer, who would most likely perform the task? Yeah, so in my opinion, um, it would be just an engineer. So let's say if a company already has a backend engineer, so it could be that backend engineer. So it should be possible to train that person to, to explain the basic basics of machine learning and they will be able to perform this job. Or of course, uh, yeah, well, at some point uh, the company will need to hire that or grow internally somebody into this role. If somebody wants to add something, like maybe clarify a question. Okay. I think it will be really good if you put together roles and responsibilities matrix when you make this available online. So what I already have, this is the notes for today. I will share that with you, like all this description. It's of course possible to put it in a matrix form. And uh, yeah, this is something we can uh, do after this meeting. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I don't know how it went. So it was, uh, to me it was fun, but maybe too much talking and uh, uh, not a lot of slides. So definitely I would be interested in hearing your opinion about this event. Um, want to do something next week again, something similar. Um, yeah, I don't know if I should include slides next time or not. Um, yeah, so please share your thoughts in Slack or now if you want. Yeah, I guess then uh, we are wrapping up for today. And um, thank you very much for attending the session today and uh, looking forward to seeing you next week. So next week on uh, Tuesday, we have um, uh, a talk about um, duplicate detection with CMEs networks. And then on Friday, we have something similar to what we had today. We'll talk about processes. So talk to you soon. Goodbye.